I was getting, I was getting a lot of no letters, and I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me. I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity. If you really want the players to like you, just make them better. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I, I have to continue to get better at that. You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have that you can bring not only to your team, but also your profession. It's really good information, and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me, it's all about confidence, man. You, you have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be uh, a basketball player in general, and to have success. You, you, it's all about confidence. If they walk a mile in my shoes, then they can bow like I do. But my game different, not the same with it. I travel now, y'all just change, pivot. Shooters, welcome back to another episode of the Shooters Touch Podcast. If this is your first episode, welcome. We're excited you're here. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you joining along in this journey as we try to change the game of basketball one story at a time here in our great state of Iowa. Today is no different. We have an awesome guest with us today. Katie Denebier of the Drake Bulldogs comes on to talk about the first half of the Missouri Valley season, but also her transition into that position as a starting point guard from her freshman year last year, and even a little bit of a transition from a coaching staff with her commitment and then her ultimately getting on campus. And so we reminisce a little bit about the Waukee days and the state championship, and we just have a lot of fun. She's she's a smart kid that uh, seems to be well on her way, and we're excited to follow the journey. As always, shooters shoot. Fourth quarter down three, need a two and one. Better call on me, better call on me. Shooters, welcome back to another episode of the Shooters Touch podcast. With us today is Katie Denebier with the Drake Bulldogs. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to hear your story and learn a little bit more about you. You guys are coming off a little bit of a tough uh, road stretch here um, at SIU, which you got to win, and then lost to Missouri State on Saturday, um, and then leading up to the, the big rematch with you and I. And so what, what are your thoughts? How are your feelings right now with where the team sits uh, currently third in the conference with an opportunity with a good win on Wednesday to slide back up into that number two spot. Yeah. I mean, coming off this weekend, you never want to lose one game, but getting one win on the road is good. So that's a good start. Um, we're really just starting to click. And I think you can tell too on the court, like we all just, we love each other. We love having fun together. And like, we just all are each other's biggest fans, coaches and players. So that's what's been most fun as we start to grow as a team, especially heading into the second half of this conference season. But yeah, I mean, I have full belief in this team. We're sitting third. Obviously, we still have a lot of work to do and we have a lot to learn, but we've started really good, have played pretty much every game close. Like, it's not like we're losing by 20. So that, that, that's been good. We've been competitive and getting back after it. We had Sunday off. So getting back after it today has been really fun. And just like seeing everyone, how competitive everyone is. And we don't take the loss to Missouri State very lightly. So we got a chip on our shoulders and we're ready to play. And we've made some adjustments and we're excited. 
Yeah, so I'll say the biggest, there's been a huge difference between last year to this year. Obviously, last year was a huge transition year. Um, you know, you being a freshman, but just coaching staff and just, just a ton going on. Um, and it felt like, you know, there were some growing pains with that. But it's amazing here in year two how all of you have kind of synced up rather quickly because it wouldn't be unusual to see that carry over into the second season. But I would say for the most part and everything that I've seen you guys, you really are kind of starting to find your flow and your groove, not only in some of your lineups and um, your roster changes and game to game and some of your adjustments that you're able to make on top of obviously overcoming an injury with, you know, starting guard Megan Meyer as well. I mean, you guys just continue to kind of plug and play and show up and like you said, compete. I mean, every game um, it's not easy. The Valley is a tough league, but you guys are showing up and you're competing and giving yourself an opportunity to win. Yeah, it's been really cool, especially with Taylor McCauley stepping in. It's been fun to see her grow too. And I mean, it really hurts having Megan out because she's such a phenomenal player and person on and off the court. And that really stinks, but she's done a great job of leading off the court on the sideline, being another coach, and then having Taylor step in. And she's really finding her role. She's great on both ends of the floor, scoring and on defense. She's so long. So she's been a really nice addition to have in that starting lineup, too. She, you mentioned she's long. Her wingspan, I'd, I'd be interested to know. It's crazy. <laughs> she gets her, she tips so many passes and it, it makes a huge difference with, you know, the little bit of that zone matchup zone that you guys play because you're you're kind of out pestering and then she's tipping passes on the back end and it, it can definitely cause fits um, for a lot of teams. And so that has been a really cool and, and neat adjustment. What do you think for you personally going from your freshman year, probably felt a little bit of deer in the headlights. Um, obviously, you had a, a really successful high school career. We'll get to that. But college is no joke and so what do you think the improvements that you've been able to make because it's obvious that you're you're twice the player even that you were last year and so what are some of the things that you've been able to do yeah I think just really upping my communication and really stepping into that role of point guard and kind of just like getting my footing of flowing with the offense having more of like a pass cut read and react offense rather than playing for attack and it's all dribble drive so just really like kind of stepping into that setting people up being that steady force especially from last year I kind of had Maddie Peterson to lead on so this year not really having anyone like just kind of really stepping into that role of being more so of a leader um, and just being able to be that steady factor for our team. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's a huge difference. I mean, being able to kind of just being thrown in the fire because it's, hey, Katie, you got to go out there and take care of the ball. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's it. You're, you're it, you know, and so so you got to kind of figure it out. And like I said, you've done a nice job adjusting um, to that position in that role. And I'm anxious to see how you continue to grow um, with that. Let's let's take a look at Wednesday. So the big rivalry, uh, obviously the last matchup was one for the ages. It didn't, didn't come out on your end. Obviously not what, not what Bulldog fans were looking for, but myself included was a lot of fun to be in the nap that night. It was a, a fun, high energy game back and forth. Um, and so what going to the McLeod is going to change things a little bit, but, uh, what are you anxious about? And, uh, ultimately what do you, what do you guys hope to, to be able to do to come away with a win in Cedar Falls? Yeah, gosh, first of all, like you said, that home game against you and I, that's phenomenal. So thank you to our fans that show out to that game because it's so nice having everyone there and cheering us on really makes a difference. Um, looking ahead to Wednesday, I think looking back on the first game we played against you and I, we have a lot of adjustments and really just kind of adapting to their defense and not letting them slow our pace. That's one of our biggest strengths is pushing the ball and really getting teams to move and be off balance. 
So I think looking to Wednesday, just really playing our game, not so much worrying about them or Maya McDermott or Grace Buffelli, both phenomenal players, but I think just really focusing on us. And I think the game will flow in our favor if that's the case. Um, yeah, I think we just have a lot of adjustments to make and we really have, um, been at practice working on that and working through that. So that's been good. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's little things, obviously you guys were right there lost at the buzzer. And so it's not, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, but you know, maybe a few less turnovers, taking care of the ball a little bit more in the half court and you guys will be right there and have an opportunity to come away with a really nice win. As I mentioned earlier too, then would side you up with you and I for a, a second place in the Missouri Valley moving forward here. And so that would, that would be big. And it's, and it's Drake, you and I, I mean, come on, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the best matchups you guys play all year. So gotta, gotta be excited for that and an opportunity to make a short trip um, up to Cedar Falls, but let's, let's jump back a little bit. I want to talk high school, but not only high school, but growing up when, when do you remember that basketball kind of became a thing and or do you you fell in love with the game? Yeah, so growing up, which I guess recently a lot of people have learned, I was a gymnast and I did that up until fourth grade. I would get out of school as a first starting in first grade. I get out of school at 1.30 to go to practice every night and kind of just got tired of gymnastics. I started getting hurt and had to throw in the towel in that. Uh, my dad and my brother would always play basketball in the front yard, but me being a gymnast, I had no hand-eye coordination and I, I couldn't shoot a ball. I, I didn't know what a shooting form was. I didn't know anything about basketball. Um, so it was really my dad, and my brother, my dad would go play in the Y league. So that I'd always like feel like I was missing out. Like my dad and my brother playing basketball and then me and my mom on the gymnastics side, more artsy side. Um, so really just <laughs> seeing them play went out to join them one day and instantly started playing with the neighbor kids, uh, playing my brother one-on-one. -on -one. And so, you know, like kind of just fell in love with the game then and just being involved in the basketball world. Um, I don't know, after that, it was just in the gym every day. <laughs> like, I'm sure I was a pain to that first basketball coach. I couldn't, I couldn't shoot. I, I couldn't dribble. I, probably dribbled it off my foot more than I actually dribbled it on the court but yeah fourth grade kind of just fell in love with it and ever since then that's just been all I've done all I've ever wanted to do so that's great so fourth grade so with the transition out of gymnastics you pretty much went right over and said let's try this basketball thing yeah. is that right yeah that's awesome and then so <laughs> did you play did you play um like with uh, your walkie like some neighborhood kids or did you go into a, when did you kind of start the club scene yeah so we played just with a local walkie team under alan jones and he was a phenomenal coach really taught me everything i mean kudos to him because he turned me into a basketball player um lord knows how <laughs> so really i credit all my basketball success to him but no so played with a, a neighborhood Waukee team um, until eighth grade I didn't start playing club until my sophomore year of high school I tore my ACL my my ninth my freshman season um, in December so took that year off of AAU ball and then started playing for attack 10th grade Oh, that's interesting. That answers one of my questions then too, because I going back and looking at um, your high school season, your freshman year, I noticed that you only played in two games. And so I was going to ask what, because I, I can't remember specifically, but that must have been the knee is why uh, you only had the two. So was it two games early in the year? Or was it two games at the end? 
uh, first two games of the season. Yep. And then uh, that Sunday hyperextended my knee in practice, tried to practice the next Monday because I was told it was my hamstring. I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. You know, I'll just shake it off. Um, and then it really ripped my knee that time. So wow. <laughs> yeah. So then, I, then I was out for all of high school season and then all of AAU season, my freshman year. So it was torn. You tore it or what was the injury? Yeah, I, I tore my ACL and then I also tore my medial and lateral meniscus. Ouch. And so that ends up, was that like a nine, 12 months recovery time? Yeah. Yep. So then I ended up just, I mean, I wasn't going to be back in time for AAU anyways. It was yeah. In December. So I just ended up recovering over the summer and I was back to full speed, probably by October ish, right. When sophomore year started for high school. Good. So after any other sports, did you have any interest? Did you, did you run track or did you do anything else? Yeah. So growing up, I did softball track, uh, swimming. I was a big swimmer for a while. Um, yeah, I feel like I tried just about anything. Um, but right when high school started just basketball, so it was. <laughs> so, do you think um, g- gymnastics had an impact on your basketball game and athleticism and some of the specifically? I mean, one of your fortes is defense. Do you think that that played a big role in that? Oh my gosh, yeah. I wouldn't go back and change anything. I credit a lot of my success to gymnastics and just having that really like mentality and competitiveness and drive from gymnastics. I mean, a lot of people overlook it, but it it is really hard uh, mentally and physically. Um, I mean, we would have hour and a half conditioning every day where we'd work on abs, we'd work on legs, we'd work on arms, and it'd just be straight conditioning. And as, as a first, second, third, fourth grader, that's a little intimidating, but I mean, it really, really, really sets you up for success. Yeah, I, as, a, as a parent of four, um, gymnastics and soccer are two things I know nothing about, but I fully support from that standpoint, because I feel like, man, these kids are going to become better athletes from, you know, playing these two sports, running around, you know, balance, ability, and so those are those are two of the sports that it feels like yeah get start them young and you know if they they love it and they want to keep doing it great if not you know what there was some some good that good that came out of that and so all right well let's fast forward then back to that sophomore year so going into your sophomore year all right here we go it's time to get some varsity basketball going um you guys have a good squad what do you what do you remember uh most about that sophomore year your true your real first year on the varsity level yeah, gosh. I mean, just blessed to be at Waukee and being able to play. So that was incredible. Um, I'd say for me, that was definitely an adjustment year. I think coming off of my ACL, I was still a little emotionally, like kind of like not trusting my knee a hundred percent. I don't know. I feel like that first year I wasn't really myself until AAU season hit and then kind of got back into my groove a little bit. Um, but for me, like defense is one of the things I'm known for now. And I think that's really my sophomore year is kind of where that excelled a little bit. Um, just having such a good rehabilitation team for my knee. Cause before that I was a, a decent defender, but I wouldn't say it was, that was one of like my specialties. Um, so I think thing I remember most from sophomore year is really focusing on my defense and upping that and just adding that to my style of play. Well, that's one of the things too. And I'm sure coaches are excited to hear you say that because defense is the thing that is going to get you on the court no matter what. So like you said, you may be still working on developing some of these skills, you know, maybe a little bit later start than some in the area, but 
if you can go out and work hard and play defense, they'll definitely find some time. Um, you got to get time before you can start to score. Um, and then, so then let's go to junior year. So junior year, just continue to have, continue to have success. The team continues to get um, better. And so take me, take me through your junior year. What do you, what do you remember about that? And um, ultimately making it to the state championship. Yeah, junior year, again, another adjustment year, we lose all of our seniors. So we have us four juniors at the time, uh, me, myself, Megan Ernie, and then the Kelderman twins who kind of just led that team and kind of were just thrown into the waters, like <laughs> really learning how to be a leader then. Um, and, you know, we did good. I mean, <laughs> we made it to the championship game. And, and I think that's what really propelled us through our senior campaign is we lost that championship game and that again puts a chip on your shoulder and you you don't want to feel that again so I think going into senior season we knew what we had to get done what we had to improve on we had the same group coming back so that was really cool yeah I feel felt like that junior year probably the headline was maybe a year early you know with a lot of you girls and where you were at being you know being juniors and maybe not expecting that and then you guys have a nice run and that was obviously a really good Johnson team that you ran into um, in the finals. And then, um, so if I had seen this correctly, so obviously freshman year, but um, did you lose, how did you, so, oh, and then I don't have it here, but I want to say it was only like seven games or something in high school. Does that sound right? Maybe three, six, seven, I think maybe yeah. seven or eight games. And so you, you keep yeah. talking about these transitions and you guys are trying to figure things out, but it's like the only games you're losing are pretty much to Johnston during the year, maybe one to Dowling in there somewhere <laughs> and then making it all the way through state. And so then let's fast forward to that senior year. You lose to Johnston in the first matchup. Like you said, you're kind of like, okay, we know what we need to do. And so you guys continue to turn it on and have a really good regular season and then just breeze through the postseason, including the state tournament, and wish that you guys just ran through that state tournament, matching up with Johnston again in the championship and just kind of blowing their doors off. You guys, I was at that game. You guys shot a ridiculous percentage um, <laughs> from three. I yeah. mean, it was it was unbelievable. I think I looked up uh, late in the or midway or midway through the fourth, maybe start of the fourth, and you guys were shooting like sixty four percent from three, and you had made like twelve or fifteen of them at that point. It was it was crazy. It, you guys were definitely a team on a mission. Um, and you could tell that. And so what, what was, what was that like? Obviously winning the state championship. And then I always, I always want to know after it's over, like what's the locker room like, it's gotta be a little bittersweet because you accomplished your goals, but you know, those, those are your girls that you've been playing with. And it's kind of like a goodbye as well. Yeah. The really cool thing was just, I mean, I grew up playing basketball with Megan and the Kelderman. So to be able to start freshman year of high school with them and then go out with a win, um, I don't know. That's just a feeling I'll never forget. And not like you said, not only did we just kind of win, like we, we dominated that <laughs> the whole state tournament. So that was really cool and really special. And we just happened to click at the right time, uh, after the game, gosh, pictures and smiles, but a lot of tears. It was, it was so bittersweet because just knowing I'll never play with those girls ever again, um, really stinks, especially starting my basketball career playing with them but there there's no one else I would have wanted to do it with I I love those girls still talk to them today um so just a really cool experience yeah that has to be a neat experience not not very many teams get to uh or players get to end their career uh with a win and so that's that's a special moment and one that you guys will all cherish for 
for a very long time. And so when when did recruiting pick up for you and what was that process like um, in, in the recruiting process? Yeah, so I didn't even have a coach reach out until my sophomore year of high school during the AAU season. And then it kind of just seemed to hit me like a truck. <laughs> so that, I mean, really cool, but it's really stressful for like, as a 10th grader, like getting phone calls and I'd have to block out three hours a night to talk to multiple coaches and, you know, it's overwhelming. And then deciding at such a young age, I mean, your future four years. So, oh yeah, I want to go here. No, I don't want to go there. Like, and it just seemed to happen so fast. I mean, I committed that same, I mean, what, that same year. Yeah. After sophomore AAU season. So I, I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I'm just ready to make my decision. And, um, Drake obviously has been a really good fit and I, I wouldn't change my decision for the world, but yeah, uh, sophomore year that summer was when recruiting really picked up and then I was done by October. So that, that was really nice. (laughs) That's impressive for you to be able to make a decision that quick, especially one that big, but just the process, as you mentioned, being able to, at that age, to one, have to handle that situation and try to decide where you want to go. But then the second part of that is, like you mentioned, it's a lot of work and it's overwhelming and like, you kind of, I just want to go play basketball. And so it feels like a lot of people, you know, make the decision maybe a little early just to kind of, I want to get this over. Um, you know, not that you were in that boat, you know, sounds like you made, I think you made the right decision. You sounds like you made the right decision. Um, and so that's great, but that's a tough, I mean, it's tough. I mean, can you imagine like going into say your senior year and being like, eh, you know, I'm, a, I'm between these three, six schools, whatever it is, and having to balance that as well. No. And I, I couldn't imagine doing it for even another six months. Like I, I was just so overwhelmed. And I think a lot of people get caught up on, well, my coaches tell me to do this. And I have people on Twitter tell me to go here. And, you know, my parents are telling me this. And I think the thing that a lot of student athletes have to remember is that like, ultimately the decision is yours and you can't let anyone else change that. I mean, your parents aren't going to school for you. I mean, you're, you're the one that's making the decisions. So yeah, it's really hard, but it, it's what ultimately what you want to do and where you see yourself in the future. I love that advice. And I think the fit is the biggest thing too. I mean, you have to, like you said, you're the one that's going there. And so do you fit the school? Do you fit the program? Do you fit the coach? Do you fit the style? You know, so it feels like oftentimes looking for the biggest name or the biggest level or whatever it is, and it's not always the right fit or the best fit. And so finding the fit makes a big difference. But now, so if you committed your sophomore year, then you committed to Jenny, correct? Correct. Yep. Yep. Was, um, so how was, how was that process? So then that would have been after your senior, your senior year, right? And um, she, yeah. she departed for Oklahoma. What was a little bit of the thought process once you heard that news? Yeah, you know, it was kind of hard because uh, we had it was funny because Maggie Phipps and I were actually at one of like the all star games postseason um, and we had both just gotten a call from Allison telling us that Jenny was leaving. Um, so it was hard to not like be able to say goodbye to Jenny, but just because of the NCAA rules she literally couldn't and couldn't tell anyone and so you know we're kind of at this game like oh my gosh like what's going on and then we see ESPN blasted out so we're just kind of like both like frantic um but I had a great relationship with Jenny I have a great relationship with Allison did then do now 
and the really the transition was really smooth Allison has been amazing as our head coach and she the best part about Allison is she truly cares about all of us and treats us like her own so I mean I think everyone vouched for Allison when we were told that she was applying for the position and I just remember the AD calling me and asking my opinion and I was like I I want Allison like <laughs> I, I will be there if Allison's there I want her there and she's just fit the role so well. And it really has been just a seamless transition. Yeah, I mean, it, obvious one too. And just the fact that how long she's been there with the program and the role that she's played leading up to that point. And, you know, obviously when I heard this complete speculation on my end, but when I heard that Jenny was going and Allison wasn't, I was like, okay, well, it feels like this is now Allison's um, <laughs> position to have, you know, cause Allison very well could have, could have gone with Jenny. Like I would have assumed, but uh, it, it was a good fit. Um, it was awesome for you girls. Cause there wasn't a ton of change as far as system and philosophy and even staff for that matter. A lot of, um, a lot of the staff stayed. And so, that which going full circle back to the beginning, you know, I mentioned you kind of only having the one year of transition and moving into this year probably is is a big part of that. And, you know, consistency and being able uh, to keep things as much as the same and and start to implement her own stuff and 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 do that. And so, well, that's good. That's awesome. And so what do you remember? First time stepping on campus at Drake was it did you do like a summer camp or what what do you remember about your first time so you go you win state championship in March you finish you graduate you do all the fun stuff and now it's like hey you know come about about 20 miles east here and let's get to work what do you remember about coming on campus and then kind of picking up basketball and getting going full speed yeah so pretty quick turnaround from graduation we moved in June 5th that year um so that was it was nice to get on campus and kind of we had a week to kind of get used to everything going on and just meet our new teammates um the ones that we didn't know so and then we picked up summer workouts the whole month of June um we have kids camps so usually I guess it switches in the morning we'll do kids camps for three four five hours or however long the chunk is for that day and then we'll have practice in the afternoons um, and vice versa. We switch every week. So I uh, practice in the morning and then camps in the afternoon um, for the whole month of June, uh, July, it's just straight workouts. And then we get two weeks off in August. So it's definitely like, go, 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 go. Right. When you get there, kind of, you know, just throw you in the water and just hope you can swim. But <laughs> I, I love it. And I love the fast pace here at Drake. And I, I don't know, it's, it was really like, it was an awakening, like, oh my gosh, like it's this whole new offense and this whole new team. And I don't know anyone. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm expected to, but also it, it's just, it's basketball. It's life. I mean, you have to just learn and adapt. So being here, we took a class in the summer too. So it was kind of nice just to get into the habit of being in school and being at practice and doing camps and doing whatever else we were doing with the team. So yeah, I mean, it's really go, 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 but uh, it's, it's just life <laughs> if you if you didn't have time management figured out prior you do is the second you step on campus because exactly. you got a, a lot of responsibility and a lot of places you need to be and and nobody to tell you hey you got to get going so that's right. uh <laughs> life comes at you pretty fast no matter twice as fast if you're an athlete you know even college kids in themselves they got their own schedules and stuff that they need to deal with and so that's awesome D did you have so two two part question here did you have a welcome to college basketball moment that maybe happened in practice and then did you do you remember like hey welcome to the valley moment where in a game that you were like oh geez okay here we go 
I guess welcome to basketball was kind of just getting to practices and realizing like how fast paced it is. I mean, you know, you hear people say like college is just a different speed, but until you step on the court and like realize that it's actually a different speed, you can't really comprehend it fully because it, it truly is like a different speed. I mean, we go, especially here at Drake, we go from drill to drill to drill to drill and there's, there's no breaks in between. Like it's just go, 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 go all the time, which is the, so I think it's a special thing about our program is because we're all so hard, hardworking and driven um, young female athletes, which is really cool. And then welcome to the Valley. I guess I don't even, this isn't even Valley, but just playing the first game and being like, wow, like I'm a college athlete. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was just really special and something I'll never forget, but I don't know. <laughs> That's good. No, I, I would agree with you too. I think that the, thing that often gets overlooked regardless of what level it is for for a college basketball player is the daily practice I mean it's one thing you know we all remember high school practice and what that was like and ho-hum you know it's kind of we thought we were working hard but it's like yeah you know and then getting every day in practice you have to bring it otherwise you're gonna you know someone's gonna take it to you it's a different level I mean it's it's one thing to show up on Tuesdays and Fridays and play really well in high school it's another thing to show up Monday through Sunday at the college level every day and just have to bring it and so that's a good that's a good adjustment good good advice too for any for any young players out there um and so take me back to freshman year now, this is off the cuff I should have looked this up but what game was it that you hit the three-pointer to win? That was in, uh, against Creighton. Against Creighton, that's right. So that was that one. Let's see, I was not there. I remember watching that on the on the live stream. But uh, so take me take me back to that. Okay, so drawing up a play. Yep, let's have the freshman take the final shot to win this game. Like, what uh, what do you remember about that series of events? Oh, that was welcome to college basketball. That was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Um, no, but honestly, the final play, that did not go as planned. And I guess just lucky that they fell and I was left wide open. And I don't know, I just kind of, I just shot it. I like, I didn't know how much time was left. I was just like, well, we need a shot. So I guess I'm open. <laughs> I'll shoot it, I guess. Um yeah, that was incredible. That was really kind of like, all right, like this, this is fun. Like, okay. <laughs> um, really a confidence boost, but I mean, couldn't do it without my teammates. Like I just have such a good support system. So that's the special part too, is like, like I said earlier, like Allison treats us like we're her own same with the whole coaching staff and our whole team, like we're, we're sisters, we're family. We spend every day together. Uh, we we do everything together we're always around each other so just having that support too is incredible yeah, and I will say watching you girls play a lot of games it there is a level of confidence and a level of togetherness where you know you you guys don't get upset at a quick shot or maybe a shot that was maybe not the best shot you could have gotten that possession um, and same goes for the staff too they have good confidence in you guys making decisions um, and so that's that's huge. And I think it continues to be a big part of your guys's growth. Um, I think you personally, too, you mentioned, I mean, hitting that shot 
game winner is like, okay, this guy, now I got a little confidence, um, you know, and you kind of continue to step up and continue to approve. And like I said, into this year, it's been a lot of fun to watch you grow, but moving forward then, I, you know, not putting the, the horse in or the cart in front of the horse here, but uh, what would you like to continue to see as from a de development standpoint, not only moving through this year, but, um, you know, continue growth for you uh, and ultimately the, the Drake Bulldogs? Yeah, I think personally, just really, again, like, I think leadership is something that I can always work on and something that will always be a challenge, but a really good challenge. Um, bringing my voice is something that coach has really emphasized this year and kind of opening my mouth and just kind of more so directing to everyone and being that steady factor. So I think that's something that I'll always continue to improve on, on and off the court uh, for the team. It just want to we just want to ring. <laughs> I think we just have so much potential and we play so well together and we really are starting to click so good and practices are so fun. And so seeing that translate into games is what's so cool and constantly having people come out to our games and support us is what makes the game so fun. Um, that's why we all play. So I think just really like stepping into this back half of conference season, like we've kind of changed our mindset to like, we have nothing to lose and we're going to go out and give 110% every game. Um, so I'm really excited to see what it brings on Wednesday. Yeah, we're excited as well. We'll continue to follow that journey before, before we get to rapid fire though, I got to know how Italy was, how was that uh, trip this last I, summer? I just, I can't even comprehend that I went to Italy. It still feels like a dream. Um, I mean, the really cool part was that they let us have a lot of free time and we did about, anything and everything that you could imagine doing in Italy um, we even took a trip to Switzerland to get some chocolate so we were there for a whole 45 minutes but it still counts yeah, absolutely. Um, but like it's just such a special trip and I really do credit a lot of our team chemistry and our team success this year to that trip so being able to have our team go on that and being given that experience was really cool not only for the fact that we got to go to Italy but we also got to play three games against professional teams um, so that was really cool and like I said like normally we spend a lot of time together we're family but in Italy like we were together literally all the time like <laughs> I guess I see it as a good thing so I mean it's just nice it, it, it was incredible it, there's no words to describe that trip like just really really special yeah that's a really neat opportunity for all of you and like you said it, it definitely is going to bring you together you kind of move the distractions obviously you guys spend a lot of time together but you also have other lives going on during the season schoolwork and travel and all that stuff and when you're able to take those trips it uh, definitely helps the chemistry and just helps you guys kind of connect and and it looked like it definitely worked like I said that, that's now the third time I think coming back to that quick quick transaction for transition for you guys going from year one to year two and so that was probably a big part so whoever idea and whoever put that together kudos because it uh it seemed to definitely work out and so well good Katie appreciate you taking some time and chatting with us before I let you get out of here though we got to do rapid fire we always end each podcast with some rapid fire and so I'm going to spit some uh questions at you here quick uh, some about basketball, some not, but uh, you just tell me the first thing that uh, comes to your mind. <laughs> All right. I, it, it's not painful, I promise. Okay, first first one. What's your favorite visiting gym or arena? Oh, 
you know, probably Missouri State just because they get a lot of fans. And so it's always fun to just go there and play our hearts out and kind of prove the fans wrong. That's a good one. Missouri State. What about uh, what about the CIML? Do you have a favorite visiting one that you like to go to? I mean, Johnston, Dowling, always good. Again, get a lot of fans. And I, I always love when there's more people and it's packed and people are chirping at you. I don't know. kind of just lights a fire. <laughs> Yeah, no, that Dowling gym, uh, while while old, it just brings a character and kind of yeah. is a lot of fun, a lot of fun to be in. So that's I'm not surprised that that comes to your list, especially if especially if you like those moments. I can see where if you don't like the moments and the loudness and the noise, you're probably like, no, not Dowling, because every game right. is going to be that <laughs> way. So, well, good. Uh, do you have a certain game day routine or something that you have to do leading up to the game? Honestly, no. I don't know. I really nothing. don't. I always have to listen to music before games. I guess that's not really a routine, but no, I really don't have like a ritual that I do every game. <laughs> that, that well, and that's interesting. A lot of people do, and some people don't. And so we always like to ask. And the reason why I specifically asked you tonight, because do you know your teammate Megan Myers' game day routine that she does? Yeah. She has to she has to do like everything in her jersey. She like naps and eats and does that in full jersey. Like I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, j- jersey, shorts, like warm up, sock, like everything, full full uniform. It was yeah, it was one of the wildest uh game day routines that we've had on the pod. So I was like, I gotta see if Katie does anything. But uh the music's pretty normal, which actually so I'll I'll jump to that question. Is there uh, a song or an artist or somebody that you have to have on your playlist? um I like the song wolves um that's probably like my pregame like hype up I don't know I like a lot of like just like songs that you would hear at games that are just kind of like got a good beat you you know get you going a little bit but yeah a lot of rap that's all it is I feel like that's always hard. It's a fun question because I like to hear what people say, but it's always hard because it changes so much, you know, because all of a sudden yeah. you find a song and then you're like, yeah, this is this is it. And then two weeks later, you find something different. But um, do you have a favorite sports movie? Happy Gilmore. That's a good one. <laughs> I like that. So yeah. you golf at all or you, do you get out and swing a minute? Uh, so my dad's a golf pro uh, by trade. So my dad, my brother are huge golfers. My brother's going to you and I to play golf. So I go sometimes I used to go a lot more when I was younger and then my brother started getting really good and I'm too competitive to go and lose to my brother. So I like going to like the driving range because you don't have to keep score and, you know, you see a good hit and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm not a huge golfer. <laughs> oh, wow. That's interesting that uh, you hadn't hadn't picked that up. I, I, I will say with that much golf in your family, you will at some point, maybe Maybe yeah. that fills the void for you when you no longer play basketball. So whatever that is, five, 10 years down the road, you'd be like, all right, this is my competitive outlet. But that's interesting to interesting to learn. So um, best pizza, best pizza in Des Moines. Who do you got? We love pizza Doco. on the pod. I'm going to go with, I'm gonna have to go with Doco just because it's so convenient. So it's nice to just walk over there and get a slice of pizza. <laughs> that's, that's good. We like that. We, uh, we're all about pizza on the pod too. So we, we take any and all, any and all names. It's funny too, cause we'll get asked from listeners or I'll see somebody and they'll come up like if, with a new recommendation, like, Hey, you need this pizza. And so it's funny how <laughs> pizza, pizza and basketball just for whatever reason come together. All right. So why number 10? 
Why do you why do you wear 10? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I start my first jersey was 10, so I just stuck with it. There's no meaning behind it. I just once I had it, it's like, all right, we'll stick with 10. Just I've always stuck with it. <laughs> well, that's good. We talked a little bit off air, but 10 is now my six-year-old's favorite number too. And that's uh, largely because of you. And so that's uh, a credit to you. She loves coming and watching you play. She's always like, where's number 10? And now she knows it's Katie. And so she's like, where's Katie? And we have one of the big boards in the hallway. She goes and finds number 10. And then the other day too, she's like, you know what, you know, what my favorite number is. And I was like 10. And she's like, yep, 10 because of Katie. So, so as credit to you, I, I appreciate you being a role model. That's, that's huge for us. Gosh, that, that's just so awesome. Like, like I told you, like, that's just, that's why I play. I love having kids come up. Oh my gosh. Like you played so good. Like that makes me want to cry. Like I start tearing up half the time, but yeah, that that's why I play. And if I can have just a little bit of an impact on the next generation, like it's all I want. So That's, that's awesome. I, th I think her dream day would be if she could go out and shoot with you and Griff like if you if you and Griff were just out there running around that would be she'd probably do a few cartwheels and some of that stuff too but she would that would that's like probably her dream day so oh, that's so awesome um a couple more here and I'll get you out of um out of here but uh what's so we talked about pizza but what's your favorite restaurant do you have a favorite restaurant that um and if it the more hidden the better you're your native of, of central Iowa here. So um, if you got something, maybe even back, you know, in I know you're so you're a West Des Moines address, but Waukee schools, right? And so you're yeah. over on the west side. Um, what do you got? What's your favorite? What's your go to? Oh, I'm a big sushi lover. Um, so anywhere that has sushi, I'll always go. I love samurai. I love hibachi. Um, so samurai would probably be like my number. If I could choose anywhere to go, I'd probably go to samurai and get shrimp hibachi. That would probably okay. be my go-to. It's phenomenal and it, it never misses, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a really big sushi, sushi girl. So my friend, my teammate, Ashley and I, we go to waterfront and get sushi all the time. So that's our, that's our favorite place. <laughs> that's good. No, that's awesome. I might even be the first time we had sushi on the pod. So you're just hitting all hitting a lot of firsts here. We love it. So, um, two more. So okay. if Allison, coach Allison goes out there right now and best of 10, how many roughly just ballpark it, how many teammates does she beat from the free throw line? Best of 10 right now. Uh, now, now you're really putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, I'm going to go she's gonna lose every time i'm gonna i'm gonna have faith in my teammates okay i like yeah. it so you're telling me that allison can't play anymore or what's the deal oh she can play she's feisty but i, <laughs> I don't know i just have faith in my teammates <laughs> that's good that's uh that's a good answer i that i said i wouldn't set you up that was probably the only one i set you up on but uh <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a good answer. And so then I'll, I'll leave on this note. What is the best thing about having the opportunity to be a Drake Bulldog? Gosh, um, definitely the community, uh, just the fans, our coaching staff, our players, the professors at Drake's campus, having family and friends close by, having people from the Des Moines area 
Um, I, I, I don't think it's everywhere. You don't see it everywhere. So I think Drake is just a really, really special place. And you can, like I've said, like you can see us on the court. Like we, we all have so much love and respect and confidence for one another. And like those, those girls are my best friends and I will continue to be best friends with them throughout the rest of my life. So Drake is a really, really special place. And on top of that, it's one of the best mid-majors in the country so getting that amazing education is just like a cherry on top no that is good and I will agree to the support uh, that you guys have within the support you give back and talking with fans and sticking around is awesome it's a it's a really neat environment for any basketball fan for families to be able to go and enjoy the nap center and watch you girls play it's been awesome and which actually as you were saying that I, I can't believe we didn't talk about the Iowa game we got to talk about this real quick how about how about that Iowa game? And that atmosphere was wild. Like I've, I've been to a lot of big games at, at the nap center, um, men's games too. When Doug McDermott was in town, like going way back, obviously Caitlin has a big part to do with that, but that environment in the new nap, I mean, everything that, that was wild. Like, what do you, what do you remember about that? And how fun was that? Even though you would have liked to come up on the other end. Well, first of all, yeah, I really wanted to win oh. that game. I, I really thought we had them, <laughs> but gosh, they are just such a phenomenal team. So even to be able to go into overtime with them, like that was a good way to start. Our, I mean, it stinks to lose, but a good way to start our season. Um, but gosh, I remember just like we go out with 70 minutes on the clock to warm up. And like, usually, you know, there's, there's some regular fans sitting down already, but like, almost the whole lower bowl is already full and we're just kind of looking around like oh my gosh it's gonna be packed and I mean like you said like I, I love that atmosphere so for me that that was a really fun game um again the support from our fans incredible like <laughs> give all like respect to them and appreciate them coming out to every game and then our student section was full, which is like so rare. So to like see that many students want to come and maybe it was for Caitlin and maybe they wanted to see her play, but it doesn't matter because we got so many fans. I mean, yeah, that is a game I'll never forget. Yeah, that was a, a really neat experience. It's on the side. I took my oldest daughter too. And so admittedly, I, I have a pass obviously to get in. So it's really easy. So I probably cut it a little too close most of the times heading down uh, to the nap. And usually it's not that big of an issue. So we were cutting it a little close. And I was like, trying to find a parking spot. I was like, Oh, this like it's going to be, I told my daughter before going, I'm like, it's going to be packed when we get in there just because of how far away we ended up parking. And then uh, we get in there and yeah, the whole lower bowl is all blue and filled in and then obviously black and yellow around the top. And it was neat. It was, it was awesome um, for you guys. Awesome for women's basketball, just to have that experience. The two o'clock Sunday game was genius too. whoever came up with that. And that was a good time. Uh, for everybody a lot of families uh, a lot of little girls in attendance and so that was that was a really neat experience as well like I said we would have liked to have seen you guys come out on the winning end of that but I'm sure it'll be something that uh, you'll always remember and so Katie we, we appreciate you taking some time chatting with us getting to know you a little bit more sharing your story we're anxious to follow you the rest of this year in your career at Drake um, stay in touch and, and thanks again for uh, taking some time to chat with us yeah, thank you so much for having me.